before Gotti really did it. Leading by example wasn't hard, and plus I dated women. Taught them all I know, and two years later, I'm an auntie figure. Now, what's the difference if I'm sending in this contradiction? Trying to right my wrongs, but I go left and miss the whole picture. Hazy vision, cause I'm blazing, hanging in the trenches, praying that I make it. Yes, they're living in the same conditions. That's far fetching, double minded, having double standard, double temptation in my face. My kryptonite is damaged. They say, if you knew better, you would do better. But I know and still live it up and do whatever My daddy's gone and my mama, she's my backbone Like every time I fall off, I always go back home Headed down the road of truth for death up in my rear view It's time to make a change, the end of days is coming up soon Raised to be a Christian, but was bred to be a goon Was taught from the streets, but I never learned from school Now it's time to pay my dues with my head held high Cause in reality, we all just living to die So I'm ten toes down, trying to steer from my demise Steadily claiming that I'm cool, but you can see it in my eyes Hey, as time flies, I think I'm learning from my Every move to make it in this life, you gotta sacrifice and lose. That's the truth. If I'm lying, you can stop me now. I'm standing tall so you can never ever break me down. God got me, you don't. You a lying, he won't. You a fake and he can't. And that's the friend that I want. You not believers, I don't get it. You say he's a fraud. Yet every time you get in trouble, you say, oh my God. Would you die for everybody to have a clean slate or get beaten until we couldn't recognize your face? Now I don't think so. It's time to wake up and look around because the devil's trying to take us. I know I'm not perfect, but tell me who is. You couldn't judge me if you wanted. Leave the judging to him. I know I'm going on the whim to get the ignorance to listen. God gave me your word. Now it's time to do my mission. I don't get it. Is my pigment such a bad thing? Are we in our last days or a bad dream? This world is contribution so confusing and it's complex. We living just to die, so I'm wondering if I'm next. Yeah. Listening to KBOO Portland, the time is 7.01, and next is Keeping It Real with Arone. Stay tuned. KBOO Community Radio is proud to co-sponsor Top Dog Underdog, running Friday, November 9th at the Chapel Theater in Milwaukee. Top Dog Underdog tells the story of a sibling rivalry between African-American brothers in a turbulent relationship punctuated with dark humor. Their names are Lincoln and Booth. This show has adult content and is not recommended for children. Again, that's Top Dog Underdog running Friday, November 9th at the Chapel Theater, 4107 Southeast Harrison Street in Milwaukee. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio is proud to co-sponsor the Mulugeta Sarah Commemorative Conference Tuesday, November 13th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the University Place Hotel and Conference Center in Portland. This half-day conference honors Mulugeta Sarah, 28-year-old Ethiopian college student living in Portland who was murdered by racist skinheads on November 13, 1988. This conference will include panel discussions, continuing legal education for attorneys, and community training on addressing hate. Again, that's the Mulagetta Sarah Commemorative Conference, Tuesday, November 13th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the University Place Hotel and Conference Center, 310 Southwest Lincoln Street in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm 
on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Destination of death when I'm laying the rest, I'm only saving my breath. The northwest fills the lungs, kills the pain in my chest. Take six quarters out of the pocket and drop it in the box. Hop the 48 off to pay homage. It stops off and I jot my observations. Watching citizens walking off of the Joe Metropolitan. Yeah. Proletarians and wayward sons with old Filipino men speaking in their native tongue. And the day has just begun. Greeted by the scent of a bum, smelling something like beer, barf, and dung. A brother in Jabos in the back, all alone, marinating in a pair of half broken headphones, mumbling rhymes. Same time, begin to pen mine, appreciating God's design. Rewind, sister, reminds me of a smile in the back of my memory. Wonder if I see her again, will she remember me? I'm not trying to holler, I swear. I'm just weary of the way we hop a ride and just sit there and stare. Prepare for my nine o'clock work meeting. A couple pale folks slide right by with no. Yo! Portland, what's going on? We're back with another episode of Keeping It Real. Shout out to Nick Deasy. He's not present with us. He's been busy lately, but still got love for you, young Deasy. And, you know, you still got a space here. Um, other than that, I have a couple of important guests today. One is on the way. However, the other, none other than my brother, <laughs> Ill Will. <laughs> Thank you. What's going on, man? Welcome to the family. Man, I really appreciate it. How you doing, man? What's going on? What's new? It's been a while man um i've been i just been back in portland for about six months i finished uh-huh. a master's of teaching english program in new york at columbia okay and so i got some different experiences there that i can relate to my experiences working here in, in portland in the north portland community and man you asked me a question earlier mm-hmm. and i and i would like to answer that but i also want to keep it balanced so i'm okay. gonna throughout this somehow find a question that I can ask you. Okay, sounds good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so what's up? So, you know, uh, this is not your first time here, right? And last time you came here, we talked a lot about gentrification. Uh, we talked about, you know, your your work in, you know, in, uh, in North Portland. And we also just kind of, you know, touched up on uh, some of the impact that you've been able to make, you know, for your younger kids um, in the community. Um, and now, you know, you you got your master's degree. Um, you know, you've had a couple of months, uh, you know, about six months back in Portland. Um, so let's talk a, a little bit about your, like, perspective, right? Um, usually people get their degrees and then go into job search and all that stress that comes with that. What have you been doing? So... I have kind of an unorthodox path and um, truthfully I haven't shared this with that many people, only people that's close to me, but I'm going through some physical and mental things right now that is partly 
in my control, which I feel empowered, and partly is out of my control, which is a bit scary. And anybody, I'm living at home with my parents right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not working a full-time job. And for anybody that has to take a deviation on their path that they think is linear, that they're just keeping on rising, um, I'll say to you, keep going, stay strong. It's not always linear. Right. And that's kind of a daily... um, a daily challenge for me but what I have been doing is keeping my mind really focused on what uh, what my values are um, and that is really has been highlighted um, by this recent election so um, I've been kind of trying to stay in uh, with activism mm-hmm. bit, did a couple canvases um, and have been so got to talk to a lot of people uh, about their about democracy about the voting process um and then just kind of congratulating people for participating um it's really tough when you meet someone who feels like they are disenfranchised that their voice does not count that they are kind of invisible and can't impact their life or the life of others and so one thing so what I've been, you asked me, I don't want to stray from your question. What I've been up to has been really thinking about different ways that teachers can approach the classroom and approach students or just generally uh, a community that has power. Let's say the teachers are um, an adult community that has some type of power or direction that uh, makes them stable in society, mm-hmm. helping a population, youth overall, underserved youth even more importantly, uh, that doesn't have much agency or, or power and how can that classroom dynamic help uh, the students feel like they are going to attain that and already really already possess a lot of that right so what I've been thinking about is um, just how each person's human experience is automatically a book of knowledge that is valuable not just to that teacher in the classroom to their peers to many others if they're willing to look at themselves critically and appreciate themselves and then appreciate the other youth that are going through the same thing with them this leads me to the greater uh kind of more all-encompassing human experience if you can see that someone else has gone through something that's even remotely similar to you that is uh that's a connection and i think that that's worth fighting for um but one th- one thing that I'll share um, that these elections you you've probably been hearing <laughs> about elections all day, so hey. people might be tired of it. But um, I ran into a friend, um, an old acquaintance, uh, who is Andrea Miller. She's director of CAUSA, uh-huh. a nonprofit organization um, that works to advocate for communities okay. and help them participate in democracy as well. And it was a brief exchange. We're not super close, but I just saw her and I I support her and I support her work. Um, And she, I just asked her how it was going, how the campaign was going. And she said, currently we are just focusing on measure 105, Mm -hmm. which was a measure, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that was brought to the ballot by a conservative group um, that is repealing a law that that was trying to repeal a law that um made Oregon a sanctuary state yeah 
um, essentially, if that law would have, if that measure would have passed, it would have allowed police officers to racially profile, mm -hmm. which would have disproportionately affected immigrants that are undocumented. And so, and I'm, I'm a bit emotional about this, honestly. Um, she said that's the only thing that they're focusing on in a race that had an election that had a lot of uh, important right. measures going on. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, like all these other measures could use your support as well. But I really thought about it. She didn't make that decision lightly. Um, that is the, to me, the most important takeaway from yesterday's results mm -hmm. is she wanted to focus on a measure that if it was voted no would make a huge statement that we as a people are not going to accept other people basically we're not going to accept other people being abused and being labeled and judged and um other we won't accept it for ourselves right. because many voters were thinking this could be me but many voters were also thinking that could be my neighbor yeah that could be someone that i don't even know Right. But I don't even want to hear about it. I don't want this to happen at all. And so, and that was, I don't remember the percentage points, but it was smashed. It was no way. Yeah. Um, that it was no, to, to clarify, it was no way that there, that the people of Oregon were going to accept there to be racial profiling here. Right, right. Um, and so that really struck me because that's at the core to me of all these other issues. Right. And I, and I constantly when I'm thinking about democracy and thinking about, um, I mean, what, what democracy supposedly is yeah. and, and what it can be if it really is upheld. Yeah. Um, it can be representative. It can be fair. And the reason why that measure I think was the most important one and, and kind of a statement, really kind of a statement of a movement and a, a cultural change uh, in, in Oregon or, or perhaps we see ripple effects across the country is because affordable housing measure, um, taxing um, corporations on, on yeah. groceries. Yeah. These things seem like they're kind of disconnected, but really it's, um, to me, uh, deconcentrating mm -hmm. the power and money which will go back into people the people that need it and help people to have a fair in existence and have freedom so if let's say one of if if 105 it didn't pass so that means that uh we don't want to see um that that's that it's unacceptable to treat people that way right in a face-to-face -face manner and with potential deportation, really severe things. It's also un unacceptable to treat people in a way that they're not able to have a home and a roof like a and a steady place to right, stay right. without the threat of displacement, without right. the threat of in five to 10 years, your rent getting raised, groceries too expensive, different things like that. Um, so it, to me, if I've articulated that clearly, what I'm trying to say is I think that they're related. If you can see someone as a deserving person that is at least in some way similar to you, mm -hmm. shares some type of joy, triumph, sorrow, like, just like you, then you would like for them to also be able to have 
a stable home. Right. And right. a stable path to the future. Basic human rights. It's basic. It seems basic. basic. human rights. Yes. Right? At its own, like at the very core. To some it's radical. Everybody deserves a home. Everybody deserves, you know, affordable, affordable housing. You know what I'm saying? Food on the table. The right to uh, reproductive rights. Yeah. And, and, you know, like men cannot be telling women what to do with their bodies. I, I'm sorry. I don't understand that. Right? Um, and speaking of women, we have a very powerful... A woman who just <coughs> stepped on the scene. Uh, we have Miriam here with us. What's up, Miriam? How you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm good. Welcome I'm to good. keeping it real. Thank you. It's good uh, to be here. This is your first time here, right? It is. It is. All it's right. my first time. It's amazing. I lot of I told people I was coming here, and they they were like happy me. I'm like, yes, do it. Tell me how oh. you know. Tell me how it is, and yeah. So thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. And yeah. you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Miriam is also an educator. Uh, she works with me. Turn up. Um, and, um, you know, we both have similar stories in which, you know, both born in the Middle East and made it here, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and work in the same building. And work in, in the, the same, same school. That is beautiful. The same amazing lives. Like, and, what? You know what I'm what? saying? <laughs> and Arabic is a language being taught there uh -huh. now. I'm so happy. Watch out, Portland. Watch, Watch out. out. <laughs> so, Miriam, I'm going to talk about a few things that uh, mm -hmm. Will here has touched up on. Will is yeah. also a person who's into education. Um, a good friend of mine um, and you know and I want to hear your perspective on a few of those issues as well right um, so the first thing uh, we talked about was Will just finished his master's in New York uh, New Yorkers here hey, New, New Yorkers York in the house yes. where at uh, Columbia okay that's awesome yeah so Congrats, they both yeah. finished right so yeah. Will finished his degree and came back to Portland and we were yeah. just talking about this because there's a lot of like societal stresses right on you know what I'm saying people to you need to go to college you need to find a job and blah 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 but the idea is that um, you always have to find you know what I'm saying a place where you feel comfortable where you know what I'm saying you're invested mm -hmm. and at the same time it has to be the right timing right you can't rush things and what I really like about Will is the idea that he's doing it his way right um, mm -hmm. he's not doing it how anybody else is doing he's doing how will would do it um that comes with this idea that we talked about of balance right uh, will is into music and you know what i'm saying has has been exploring that path um and on the other lane he's been also like working part-time and just looking into education and right, you right. know um trying to empower youth the same way he was doing before he left here um, and in New York. But with that, we came to the elections, mm -hmm. right? Um, first of all, um, so many women yes, ladies. Yes. were elected. Oh my God. Yeah. Right? This is a huge yeah. step to me. Yeah. I think women are, and women of color. Both, and yeah. women of color. Yeah. And the, the barriers are being broken down, yeah. right? Uh, is it the end of the road? No, <laughs> right? Yeah. But we're making progress, I believe. And at the same time, we we're talking about a couple of the measures, um, you know, that were in the ballot right, right. Um, and got voted on yesterday. And one of those was 105, yeah. um, uh, which was about the sanctuary state in Portland. Right. right, right. But the other was uh, there was also one about um, uh, remind the, the, the food, the, right? food, the, the food taxes. Yeah, the tax. And then um, what was the last one? There was affordable housing. Affordable housing. housing. Yeah. And so. With all of these measures yeah. in place too, right? Um, we were just looking at 
the holistic approach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, saying that the sanctuary state, Measure 105, yeah. was at the heart of all those things, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, because if that, you know what I'm saying, if, if Oregon's no longer a sanctuary state, um, then that displaces many people, right? Yeah. And as educators, we see what it's like when kids are not showing up to school because they're afraid mm-hmm. of ICE or, you know, yeah. and to me, that's heartbreaking, yeah. right? Some of these kids depend on, uh, you know what I'm saying, the school to provide them with education, but also with food and a safe place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so coming from a place of education, being an immigrant, mm-hmm. how does, how, what, what, what are some of your views on this? And also being a colored woman. Right, right. I think, I, I mean, um, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to like, I, I love when people get an education and go back. Whatever go whatever back means, and back can mean so many different things. It doesn't have to be a physical location, but just going back and kind of doing it your own way and um, reappropriating those institutional forces mm-hmm. to have these conversations or to to integrate it between music, education, whatever that brings you together, that brings your people and all your peoples together. So just thank you. I don't know. I didn't even I know the rest of your that. journey, thank but you. that sounded that that was you know that just like. It's made me feel affirmed mm-hmm. you know it made, when the more you hear it if you're trying to do that more like yes yes i see you you see me you know yeah. of trying to reappropriate like institutional power towards um towards something revolutionary really or something radical and that's you know the i think like what the way that i've been thinking a lot about those measures is m- the act of voting on those measures more than the actual measures this time I think like the measures are definitely um, it's interesting that the series of measures that I saw on the ballot yesterday and this is my first year of voting in Portland right. you know um, Congrats. Turn <laughs> thank up. you thank you <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the way that you know I feel like they were all measures that reminded me of all these conversations I've been hearing since I moved here where it's like Portland has this image of pretending to be progressive or actually being about what it what it purports to be like as far as the the image of it right. you know it relates to uh, there was one that was directly related to economics and taxation mm-hmm. one that's relating to housing and displacement and i one and i'm going to pause there about the, with the one on housing displacement and also on being a sanctuary state i was so bummed my first year in portland because i didn't hear the word gentrification being mentioned as much as I've seen it happen. Mm. And that was different from Brooklyn. And that was different from Florida. Like the couple of, the, the half my life that I lived in the US, I felt like I heard the word as much as I've seen it happen. I heard the critique. I heard the pushback. I even heard the defenses. Mm-hmm. And here it was like, there was death right? tone. Yeah, yeah, there was a silence mm-hmm. until I started to seek out the communities where I felt resonance. And that's when I started to hear it. And, it's, and that made me realize I don't even think that imi- when it comes to the image of Portland, I think it actually does a disservice to the radical communities here. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that, yes, Portland, you can say that it's more conservative than a certain image it gives, but you can also say the opposite. It's That image is more conservative than what right. the actual radical communities are doing inside Portland. Right. These radical communities are underrepresented. Like it's not, it's much better than what you would think of as a liberal utopia. It's even better than that. It has its radical communities. They're just not, It, it's like not the image that a city would want if it wants to be like the, per, like the, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it doesn't go the on the tour guide. Exactly, uh, it doesn't yeah. go on the tour guide. They want it to seem like safe and, and friendly, right? Right. But, but these are issues that exactly. is affecting people. Um, I know I have somebody on the phone, somebody special that is, um, 
Nick Deasy, what's going on, my man? What's up, bro? What's up with you? We miss you. <laughs> man, I've been working a lot, bro. I wish I could be there. Hey, you know what? Your presence is always felt here, my brother. What's What's going on with you? How is my brother doing? I'm doing good, but day by day. Hey, you know, this is part of adulting, right? Adulting has hit you hard, but, you know, we're, we're rooting for you. Thank you, bro. Yeah, just, I want to be back to me, but I got too much going on right now that I got to stay working so I can be ready. Okay. Um, let me ask you a quick question, man. Um, what's new with you, man? Let's let's talk about your growth real quick. My world? Your growth, yeah. Like, what's going on? I heard Blue Ivy got hurt. I'm sorry, that's his car, people. I don't oh know how much Nick DZ gosh, loved his that's car. my baby. <laughs> uh, we, we got hit by someone. Um, she got, like, frame damage. And, you know, um, she's all right. I, I got most of the dent out. Okay. Um, took some cutting compound, a little bit of paint. And she's looking better, but... You know, at the end of the day, everyone in my car was good, and the other driver who hit us was good, so that's all that matters. That's good. I'm glad you, you're looking at it from such a positive and, and a healthy perspective. Um, yeah. So when should the people expect you back over here? Bro, I don't know. I mean, I, I got, I got, well, I'm just saying, I got my family moving. Everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the only one here on, the, on this side of the state, so. Okay. Um, everyone, else is, everyone else is moving out to almost Idaho. Oh man, that's deep. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting into a new place, and you're not leaving, are you? Because you know I'm. No, bro. I'm not letting I, you. I'm staying. I'm staying here. That, that's why I've been working so much, man. It's to see if I can get into a place. Um, I got one right now, but I'm, I'm staying. Um, my family should be moving here soon. Okay. The house is hopefully gonna sell soon. Um, you know it's. Uh, I gotta look at you know the, the only house that I really know since I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's gonna not gonna be ours no more, but they're doing it to better them. It, it was hard to to accept. You know, my mom said that she was gonna stay here and just let them go, and she was gonna stay here with me. But I, I had to sit down with them, told her like, "Mom, I, you know, I I, I can't work on one twenty fourth of division and be way out here and yeah. come to the north to make sure she's okay twenty four seven." So I'm. I mean, the money right and um she, she, she's going out with them too that's good man you know and you know uh your family means a lot to me you know and i see your mom on daily yeah. basis on her way to get her coffee in the morning and you know i'm um I'm, I'm very happy that you're doing the responsible thing and you want your mom to be good you know at the same yeah. time i want you to make sure that you're doing your self-care that you you know like that you're getting the rest you need don't let that stress get you. Oh man, I'm good, bro. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm not gonna. Hey, that's you know, good. I'm, I'm not gonna say that I'm not worrying, but my worries are gone now that I know she's not gonna be here no more, and she's gonna be somewhere where the most stuff that goes on in that neighborhood is, you know, someone's riding there little full of wood. That's good. And you know, we got number love for you, brother. I can't man, wait for you to be back. <laughs> I can't wait to be back, man. I still love this film. I still tell everyone about it. Hey, you know still, that's you know, that's the Nigizi and Aron show. Man, you know I still wear that t-shirt. <laughs> I still wear that t-shirt that we got, bro. Me too. I still got the beanie too, but my head got a little bit bigger than it. So you're gonna man, have to make mine's a new been one. big. <laughs> well, <laughs> my the brother, beanie didn't fit after I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you back. 
Um, you know, I got nothing but love for you, but we're going to continue this conversation, okay? Yeah. All, All right. Man, man, much love to you, guys, to Cable, to everyone. Everyone have a great night. Drive safe, everything. Will do, brother. Much love to you, too. All right, bro. Take care. All right, man. All right, bye-bye. So y'all heard from Nick Deasy. He's one of the staples of this show, of course. You know, he's the, the, the other leg. Um, and so well, we're going to head back to our conversation. Uh, Miriam, you made many good points, and I'm sorry we, you know, we had to take care of this phone conversation. That was a pleasure. But, no, I love that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, sorry for interrupting you, but yeah, Not go ahead and, and carry on. So, yeah. you know, you talked about that gentrification, right? And you said that in Portland, which is something, you know, that I also recognize, and I'm sure a lot of other Portlandians do, um, it's hidden, mm-hmm. right? Just like many other problems yeah. in Portland, whether it's trafficking and, and, and gang violence, right? Exactly. Um, and I think that there is this touristy side to Portland that the city loves to show, right? But these are all issues. If not taken care of, it could get worse, right? Which is it's already bad, right? Um, and so I, I'm not sure what it was like in New York, and I have two people here who's lived in the city, right, for at least a year plus, right? So this is an open-ended question to both of you. When you compare those two, right, where, where, does, for, like, where does Portland fall on that spectrum? And, like, what do you all think are some of the ways we can combat those things? I'll say something short, and I think that you can blow it up. You can expand it. Mm-hmm. One thing about I'm a native Portlander. I spent the last two years in New York. Got a taste, but I really... Portland is my home. When I see what I saw in New York with gentrification, I lived in Harlem, near right Harlem, Columbia area. Yeah. Um, there's a you can see they just got a Whole Foods, yeah. the rents are rising, there's a Soha Realty, South Harlem. Mm-hmm. Residents of Harlem had no there's there's never there's no such thing as Soha. Exactly. So these things are happening and but there's so many people that are so established that the com- communities are just from sheer population density are able to maintain some semblance of community in portland if you are a family on one block and another family that is of your racial or cultural affinity moves off you feel that cuz that there might not be that many mm. the density is not uh the same so i think that in terms of there's that aspect and then in terms of the visual when a lot of people think of portland as a lot of people that move here i feel like think oh portland was just a little podunk town there was nothing even here before right and so when you see a block that had single story homes that was a calm block and now it's uh has these two and three story block houses with no yards and the trees have been cut down the visual onslaught of that is really striking as well it's not only do i not see people that look like me in in the neighborhood anymore it's that i don't even recognize my friend's old house or um Mm. it's i think the visual component is a little stronger in portland than it is in new york what do you think about that that was really well said i um I focused more like in my mind on the visual component and now you gave me something to think about too with um, just that feeling of that, you know, kind of like um, 
the assumption of a vacuum of community and really it's more intentional it's more like it's like sometimes it, it does feel like an intentional disfranchisement of a community you know instead of just a vacuum instead of like it's never here and then you know I spend a little longer here and I find out about the history of Portland whether it's listening to people research and I find out it was here you mm -hmm. know but there's the assumption that it was never here to begin with mm -hmm. whereas in Great New point. York it leaves a dent if you're going to kick some people out they're going to leave a dent like and it, because of the uh, you know and it could be I'm not really sure because of like what the reasons that provide for that dent to be possible are uh -huh. but I like what you said about the density I think that could be part of it and yeah but Okay. I heard that there was a phone yeah, call. Yeah, we have we have a caller, and, and after that, we're going to take a break and play a song by FKJ called, um, uh, what was it called? Not Waiting? Waiting. Waiting. Featuring Madeline Grant. Waiting. There we go. Um, so Dempsey's on the phone with us. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Good, good. So what do you have for us today, Dempsey? Well, um, I, I live in Salem, but uh, Portland's you know it's my home. I grew up uh, in the Irving area. Okay, uh, graduated from Jefferson High School. Jeff, okay. A year, a year after that, um, 1988. Um, around that time, the the skinheads were starting to become more militant and more racist, and uh, going around attacking people in Portland whenever if they saw an Asian person or a, or if they thought someone was a Jew or someone's black, they're right. attacking people. Uh huh. And uh, that's that's when uh, Mulugeta Sarah, yep. Ethiopian uh, immigrant, yeah. he was uh, he was a college student. He was working, and he was escaping violence, mm -hmm. trying to make a better life. But he ended up um, being killed on the streets of Portland by racist skinheads. And uh, there's a commemoration for him next week on Tuesday. I know that KBU sponsoring, Urban League is hosting, and there's a bunch of other people sponsoring. And I, I wanted the opportunity to you know promote a little bit oh yeah um what you know, time I, is it uh it is uh two next week tuesday uh-huh it's starting at nine in the morning um i i don't have the address with me but you if people want to know more information they can go to the urban league website but they can also go on facebook and like search urban league and you'll see that okay. um and especially i know that they really want Portland's young people to show up. Okay. It's kind of um, a hard thing to, you know, because it's during the school day. It's going to be hard for them to get out. But I know that, you know, it's really important for the young people in Portland to know about these things and have the opportunity to let their voices be heard. You know, you know, Dempsey, that's a, a very important point. And I think uh, one thing that three of us teachers here can agree on is that we all love 